You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Blacklist After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Blacklist After Show. Yeah. Back in black. Back in black. Oh, we did that? You owe me a Coke. I owe you a Coke. Damn. Back in black list. Welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're just getting it now. No, I got it. Welcome to the show. She didn't think it was funny. That's the difference. (laughs) Welcome to the After Buzz After Show, the blacklist. We are returned after a long hiatus, and we are so happy to be back. Olympics are over. Olympics are over. Um, Joe was in Sochi the whole time. Did you enjoy it? Yes, it's a joke. I'm not going to touch the joke, but never mind. Yeah, Sochi was great. <laughs> <laughs> I, I barely know her. That's my oh. joke. Like that. Anyway, uh-huh. I, he said it. Uh, I'm Joe Braswell. I'm your host. I was not in Sochi. I was here in Los Angeles uh, watching the Olympics on television. Um, I'm joined by Joe Sanfilippo. What's up, everybody? And also oh, puberty. Oh. Puberty's a mess. That's a rough Ouch. thing. Peter Brady. I'm also joined by <laughs> Julia Curley. Hi, everybody. Hello. Uh, we're, we're, we're back because we're missing Nando Velasquez, who is out on assignment. Mm. But uh, he will be back. Man. He'll be back next week, Nando Velasquez. Um, he's here in spirit. Uh, episode 14, Madeline Platt of the Pratt. Pratt. Of Pratt. The, Pratt of the Blacklist. And, number 73. Uh, no. Yeah, she's number 73. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I'm already getting some feedback via, via uh, Twitter and otherwise, and, and, and that people weren't, weren't, weren't that into this episode. I, like my girl Vanilla Cupcake, just hit me up, and she's like, I was disappointed with this episode. Was she? She was, but here's what I say. I disagree, V Cupcake, because I liked it. I like, I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not, I, I, thought, I thought this was really cool. I thought they, really, they, did some re- they did something really cool this episode. I've got my criticisms, which we'll get to in a second. But overall, what, they, uh, what was cool about this is it was like a good old-fashioned sort of con man grifter sort of story. Like, not unlike The Sting, not unlike, you know, David Mamet, uh, House of Cards, House of Cards, not House of Cards, uh, House of Games, or, <laughs> or, um, Heist, where, you know, you have some con things going on, there's some misdirection, you think that one thing's happening, it's not the other thing, at the end, something else happened, and, uh, I like that, I like the whole, I like a good sort of grifter con man situation going on. Well, yeah, did they, did they select this episode, did they know going in that this was the episode that was gonna be the return after Sochi? I mean, I think there's an expectation that kinda happens, like, we're gonna be gone for three weeks, or four weeks, but when we come back, it's gonna be amazing. You know, I, I mean, it's hard to say. That it's, that's a definite chicken egg, chicken egg me situation. Chicken because, egg me. You know, I'm, I'm sure you know John Bokenkamp and the gang. They have they, they break these stories it's most of the time in advance, and then they they do they're on their schedule. They shoot them in advance, and then NBC sort of gives them the schedule afterwards. Sometimes it, sometimes they know, sometimes they don't. So who knows if this was a selected episode to come back from break, or if this is just right. the way the cookie crumbled. That's it. That's the question. Yes, I don't know because I, mean, I think that, that builds expectation. Like if it was just a week to week, nobody would probably complain about it. But it, because it's it's built up the expectation. And maybe it didn't sure. satisfy. So, what did you think of this episode, Joe? I liked it. I, you know, I, I, I'm, I, I like the idea very much of having Lizzie Keene have more stuff. Yeah. Like, do, did you yeah. see his steel shit when you were a kid? That's great. I'm excited to hear that. Did you? Did you? You know, you didn't learn sleight of hand in, in at the FBI. Were you in? I don't know what the deal with the ultrasound is. I mean, was she into magic? It's I don't know. But uh, something like you know, there's there's kind of something interesting. Maybe something criminal about her. I like that. I got some uh, I got some mixed mixed thoughts about her 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 secret past that we've got revealed now. But uh, Julia, what did you think of the episode? Um, I I could sort of take early of this episode. There were some moments that I really uh, enjoyed. I do like the new revelations or the the possibility, I guess, of what what went down in Lizzie's past. That was kind of cool right. because she's such like an anomaly. She, I have no concept of who she is as a person, and so I'm looking forward to to delving into her past. I mean, fourteen episodes in, I want to know a little something. Finally, yeah, give me um, something. You on mm-hmm. uh, the store. I mean, I liked our our blacklister of the week. I liked her a lot, actually. Um, she wasn't one of Madeline these. Pratt. Madeline Pratt. I liked her a lot. I liked her her swagger. I liked the way that she 
rolled. I liked her relationship with Red a lot, and sure. what what she brought out of him, which was uh, which was new and interesting. Oh, maybe I like this this episode more than I thought. Eh? <laughs> but um, but the actual. Story. It was a little convoluted and muddy for me. We got some Russians. We got some Syrians. We have an effigy. We have a double cross. We had. It's like uh, okay, right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> make me follow all these things. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, exhausting. It's so exhausting to actually oh, <laughs> follow a plot line. To passively watch television can be absolutely exhausting. I don't know. I guess I just I'm more invested in the character development, and that's just the way I enjoy television and, and enjoy shows like this than than a, a new heist of the week or whatever. I, well, that's there, just I, that's just me. Well, there has to be a heist of the week, yeah. otherwise we, the character development goes no, nowhere. But it just, yeah, I know, I know. Uh, yeah, at the heart, <laughs> intellectually, we recognize like this. All right, right. So I think at the heart of the blacklist is a procedural. We we talked about self. Yeah, it's, it's a procedural at the heart of it. It's it's it's, it's a you know a. Crime of the week, a blacklister of the week. They're doing something. We have something to chase and follow and clues and solve every week. And then underneath that, we have our sort of, you know, mildly serialized thing that's going to take us through maybe multiple seasons. So we get both. No, I get it. I get it. I just just didn't love. I guess I just didn't love this this crime of the week, I guess, maybe is what it is. Right. I, I get it. But I like what they're trying to do, because I really feel like they're trying to do a sort of like, again, like a sort of a grifter's sort of, you know, double-crossy, you know, con man story. And, uh, you know, and in the end, Red double-crossed and he just wanted the thing. And then she got her thing. And then it was, you know, I, I like that. That was fun. I got you. Okay. I liked it, too. All right. Well, let's, well, what do we learn? Let's, 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 let's get into this episode. When we first, when we first start, we see, uh, you know, Madeline Pratt, uh, <laughs> aka Madeline Reddington. And, and Mrs. Reddington. <laughs> the, Reddington. The widow, the widow Reddington, she's, as far as the Turks are concerned. Yeah, she's very broken up, too. That's a, yes. She's in the bank. Oh, you know. I, I can't muster awesome. a tear, but I'm very sad. No, she's, she's, she's dabbing the, te- dabbing her face and she's got the black gloves and the whole thing. But she's I do love right. the, you know, the, the level of, uh, zeal and, and joy she had. Uh, doing that, like when she opened the vo- box, she had this really great smile. Mm-hmm. And then when she disappeared, and they were chasing after her, she put on the the uh, the, the 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 scarf. The scarf, yeah. She had a smile, like, <laughs> and I'm like, I like this broad. I liked her a lot. <laughs> yeah. Jennifer Jennifer L. Is that how you say it? Eel yes. L. Don't know. I don't know, but All she right. was awesome. She's right. great. Yeah, I like that she was Reddington's age. Like she's a really hot lady who's not. She's not like she's not 26. She's not 28. She's a really attractive lady who's got some sophistication. Sure. And, and uh, you know, she's got some stuff. And yeah. I like that she's still out there in the end. So I would love to see see her uh, come back at some point. Yeah, I like her. I, I mean, like her. Uh, I, I love her. I love her more. <laughs> That's the game we can play now. Boys, um, boys, don't fight. Yeah, but you know, she's, she's kind of like, you know, people say that she looks like, um, she's English, and she looks a lot like... Um, Meryl Streep in some ways. I mean, I don't know if you've seen that or heard that a lot, but anyway, that's a separate thing. All right. People like her. Um, I like her. Anywho, She's so we, liked. we see her do her thing, and then she leaves a note for Red. Red's in the middle of getting his uh, his, his his acupuncture. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Acupressure? Acupuncture. acupuncture. Yeah. And he was just about to, he was feeling the, the euphoric. Endorphins were starting to, were starting to yeah. vibrate his spleen, which is just a great Red Reddington note there. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, so he 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 realized he, he realized he meets her. I love that. See, this is why I love this episode because I I do love, like you said, Julia, what we learn about Red. Like every every the, the function of these black listers is aside from being the criminal of the week, a lot of time is to let us give us the ability to learn more about Red. With every black lister, we learn more about Red. You know, so with this one, um, Madeline. We get to see a different side of red because we get to know about what happened in Florence, Florence. or didn't happen or in didn't Florence. Happen in didn't Florence. happen in Florence. We get to know that they, there's some romance going on. If we have something more to talk about, maybe we should take this up to your room. Well, well, you definitely got the impression by the end of it that the reason he didn't show in Florence was not because there was a little something something going on, because a little something something could have morphed into a lot of something something, and that would have been uh, too much for him. He's not prepared to go there anymore. He won't go there anymore. Right. Ever since Christmas, whatever year that was. If you think that story was true. Well, let's get back to that. Let's well, get, we'll, I, I we'll, we'll, we'll get Yeah, there. We'll, get, we'll get there. I, I bought it. I bought it, too, but we'll get there in a second. So yeah, uh, he, we, we do the, the initial exchange, and we have the offer, too, for, 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 you know, the offer, which is Red to steal something. But as always, Red is, you know, Red's sort of three steps ahead. So mm-hmm. when, he, when he brings this to Lizzie, it's almost like I have an agenda with Madeline Pratt. But to get to my agenda, which will probably ultimately to give, get to get the, the, um, 
the what's it called? The effigy, effigy to Estrada. His end game is I want this effigy, but to do, and I want to you know get my. I want to get effigy, and I want to see what Madeline's up to. So who do I call? I call the FBI and Lizzie, and I'll get them to jump through all of my hoops. So at the end of the day, I can put this thing on my mantle. And that's, <laughs> and that's, and that's kind of what well, it that's is. A, now. Yeah, that's what I want to find out at the end of this thing. Why did he want it? He didn't want the the, the he didn't want the bombs. He didn't care about that. He he got rid of that ugly painting. He gave that to to, to Madeline yeah. at the end. Why did he want the damn thing? It's it's because it's, it's, it's a priceless artifact, and it's something that is to, to have. And this is kind of the piece of Red Reddington. You know, you like you know, you're, there's there's this myth about these uh, these art thieves or these jewel thieves or like these guys who who go out and you know uh, the cat burglar who goes out and you know steals this wonderful, beautiful multi million dollar art piece and then takes it and just hangs it in their in their <laughs> in their room. Or people who go out and have those things stolen just so they can have them in their study. Like, there's no reason for it. Some people just want a beautiful piece of un- unobtain- un- unobtainable art in their possession. And Red seems like that kind of cat to me. I mean... Well, when you have a guy who has everything already. Right. You know? He has everything yeah, at his fingertips. Maybe. I mean, he just sat there and looked at it. Like, it's like he won. <laughs> well, you know, we, we, we didn't talk about the morning the, the morning show there in, at, uh, at, at Liz and Tom's house. Um, yeah, let's get into that. Yeah, you know, I, uh, I know, I know. We, we Tom has, has turned into a, a, a more milksop version of Owen Wilson by the by at this point in the, in, in the show. <laughs> Luke but Wilson, Luke Wilson, I'm, I beg your pardon. <laughs> but um, it, it, uh, you know, I, I don't know I, if he's not a spy. There's nothing underhanded about him. He needs to leave her. He needs to get the heck out. He is a, I don't, you know, I don't know, man. She, she says, I'm sorry in the morning when, when, you know, there, he says, we, you know, six months planning, then a year waiting, and, and, uh, she, well, I'm sorry. Did you think she was sorry? No. I didn't think she was sorry either. She it's kind of like, yeah, you know what? Screw you. I'm, uh, I'm going to have my orange juice. Where are you going? You're leaving. Uh, you seem mad. I'm pretty sure that every episode, um, we now have, uh, Tom and Lizzie making up, then they make plans, and then she calls and cancels every single episode. If I she feel were, like this if happens. she were a dude, how long do yeah. you let this go on That's before you're like, okay, bye bye? If she were a dude, it'd have been done a long time ago. We'd have all been like, girl, get out. But, um, but you know, <laughs> who said who would say that? I, I just did. That what, <laughs> That's what I just said. Do you start sentences often with girl no, all the time? Say. Girl, girl, I want a sip of coffee. <laughs> Get out! But yeah. I, that's what I'm saying. If, if this was flipped, if 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 Lizzie was a guy and Tom was a girl, we'd have all been like, "Get out! You're done." I, mean, I don't really see what she has to offer to this relationship. Yeah, whole lot of nothing. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I'm really. I'm just. I'm not. I'm so bored with the Tom and Lizzie storyline. Frankly, it's become so uninteresting. I'm just bored. I mean, I guess it's. I guess it. it there's, it's a device to get us, as we see in the previews next week, to get us to this place where we need to go with this mysterious woman. Uh, what's her name? Jolene. Jolene. Jolene, who is Brooks. right? Jolene. Jolene. Lucy Brooks, who is the who's apparently the super spy we've been we've been asking, we've been mm-hmm. waiting for. But uh, and we'll get to her next week, as we see. But in order to get to there, we have to have some sort of you know. I mean, like they've been on the rocks since day one, right? Oh, Lizzie yeah. And, Tom. So, uh, and then and, and Red's been putting doubt into Lizzie about Tom since day one. And so, I don't know. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm more interested in seeing what Tom's up to or not up to than I am with the ends now of their relationship. It's just every time we every time we cut to the apartment and Tom's like making eggs and he's doing whatever he's doing and he's I'm just bored. You know, I'm, I'm like get. I don't know. That's I used to new. look forward to it. Yeah, those used to be my favorite scene. I don't yes. want to wait. All right, <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I, I remember that too. <laughs> I, the other thing about Tom, dude, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I've not been married to a teacher before. But he goes to an amazing number of. He travels a ton for a hey, teacher. He's got well. He's, he's got a conference in Orlando. He's got a, a, going to Nebraska the week yeah. before that. He's all he's all out. The, uh, he's out all the time. There's yeah. a lot of traveling that goes on in teaching that I didn't know about. Well, he's he's, he's got he's got to go uh, do his job as an assassin. That's right. He's an assassin. <laughs> he's got to go kill people. That's, that's part most of it. unsuave assassin. And if you remember, I was really into the Tom in the beginning. I remember, yeah. but he's just so, he's so wet noodly, milk toasty. Yes. Oh, I know. Yeah, milk toast on. He, he, he does. He makes Luke Wilson look edgy. All right. <laughs> Get, get shots fired at Luke Wilson. What, I, I like what do you Luke got Wilson. Wilson? I like Luke Wilson. Right. I just Wilson's I wouldn't I wouldn't put Luke Wilson on a Harley with a with a, with, a, with a leather jacket on and enough. ride him through the desert though. Fair you know, enough. fair enough. So then, okay, so I don't know. Okay, all right, you know, that's very that. specific, but I wouldn't do it. So uh, Nor would I. so let's so we get back to that that happens. So we get back to uh, the FBI the FBI command center when when we're getting the full debriefing from Red uh, and Harold and um, the gang, and this is when he sort of. 
you know, Harold has that one-on-one face-to-face with Red because, you know, uh, Harold Lennox is not, you know, he, he knows something's up, right? He knows that something is not right in Denmark with the disappearance of... Um, Where's Diane? Where's Diane? Where's Diane, Nairobi? Yes, I will put you in a box. <laughs> so he meant it. Uh, but So he's not happy. He, he knows something is up. And Red is very coy. <laughs> What's so funny? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Red is very coy, you know. And uh, but it, yeah, I like that, I like the notion that he shows up. And he's like, "Wait, what are you doing here? You have to those mole." Ah, no, we're good. <laughs> you know. And he's like, "What do you mean we're good? Where's Diane?" I don't know. I don't know Diane. That's uh, not my. Who? She's your problem, not my problem. And Harold, wait a second. <laughs> Damn it, Nairobi. <laughs> Nairobi. No. So. Uh, so yeah, so there's there's something not right, and then this is where this is where it gets a little little murky for me because then it's revealed like so so Red reveals his plan as he always does. You know, this is what we have to do. We have Madeline Pratt, and she wants this, and she wants it. And she's you know she's planning this heist, and if we want this, she asked me to help her, so we can do that. And guess who we have? Who can help us? Lizzie. Yeah, and everyone takes for granted because Red said so that Lizzie is a master thief now. Uh, so uh, th- th- this is this is to me FBI WTF. Um, like so so Red says that Lizzie's a master thief, and Lizzie goes, "What?" Long confused look at the camera. Okay, so and now and now we'll plan a whole operation based on Lizzie being a master thief in the Syrian embassy, which is technically uh, which is technically foreign soil. And I, I love the idea. Harold's, well, it's foreign soil. We can't protect you. Okay, yeah, really. I mean, is it? Do we really? Yeah, I know it's true. I know legally it's true, but really. But um, anyway, but it's interesting to me. Like uh, I don't know. It just it it is very. It does stretch the imagination that the FBI doesn't have anybody else to send. You're bearing bearing the lead. Yeah, you're bearing the lead. I'm I'm still stuck on the fact that Lizzie's a master Mm. thief. Forget forget (laughs) the fact that they're going to send her in. Like, when did Lizzie become a master thief? Like, that 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 we get episode fourteen, and that's something that's a reveal. Or or that when you explain to the the person you're you're auditioning for master thief job uh, uh, for when when you tell them I when you say I've stolen your phone and and you say I ran a scam at a Seven Eleven and she goes. That works for me. I will help you break into the Syrian embassy. Exactly. So yeah. let, let's well, <laughs> yeah. well we, you, you stole oh. from the Seven Eleven, and you took my phone in, in, in an alley for a little bit. Done I, in and out wow. of the Syrian embassy. Yeah, like done. Okay, Make well, it but, but let's let's back up because all that we'll, we'll get to that. Because but, but let's back up. I want to back up to where you know wrestlers <laughs> like. So wait a minute, you know. It, so your father's criminal record never showed up, and maybe yours didn't show up. Is it because you didn't tell us, or because you have never got caught? Yes. 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 I don't know. I didn't buy any of that. No follow up wrestler. Just yes. Okay. And I lo- look. I uh, I'm. This is not. Uh, this is not a shot at Megan Boone, who I love, and it's not a shot at at, at Lizzie Keene, the character, who I also love. But I wasn't buying the fact that she's like, yeah, I'm a master thief. I'm a grifter. What's up now? <laughs> How did you know? Anyway, yeah. So let's get. So so they so they buy it, and let's just let's just suspend disbelief for a second. Harold's like, all right, you're a thief. <laughs> It's All right, on you, but we can't protect you. You know, okay. Let's just let's suspend disbelief, and that happened. That's cool. So you're right. She she gets to the audition with Madeline, and Red's like, tell her about Frank and Omaha. <laughs> tell her about Omaha. She says, well, there was a Seven Eleven. You know, <laughs> really. It that's Thursday. And then and then she played and then and I love I love that the, I don't know, I'm I'm not trying to be nasty, but you guys wrote this goofy. So she she drops the Omaha Seven Eleven action, and then she goes, you know what? I'm out, and then she leaves. And <laughs> Like from my point of view, it's like I want to buy that Chevy for twenty bucks. That's right. my deal. I just I'm think, out. I don't think the Omaha story was as impressive because Red was like, Red threw it out there like you know it was like she broke into Fort Knox, she's right? Like, yeah. Tell her about Omaha. Boom, boom. I'm looking at check it out, and she's like, Yeah, the Seven Eleven happened. Then you know what I did? I you know I, I seduced him a little bit and took him in the alley and then and kissed him off and kissed him off and well the rest is history. And she's like, I'm not buying it. So. The the key to the, the the thing that got her was she stole her phone, and she walked out, you know. And so she's like, you know, okay, I'll double, double. I'll pay you double. What? Uh, yeah, I don't know. And, well, you know, I, obviously, you know, also she. Ne- I don't think she really cared how great the the this possible thief could be being Lizzie. She just needed Red to be there, of course. And and look, we, so, so just to get back to, for plot purposes, we'll, right? We'll, we'll stop deconstructing because uh-huh. it's dumb. And, and, and Joe, you couldn't have written a better episode yourself. So so quit. So quit. Don't act like I'm the only one who was questioning it. Like, you, you a hole. You can't sh- to take shots at the writers. 
Yeah, you like like you didn't just take a shot. You put the whole thing on me. I did. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. The, the, what a jerk, Flippo. Uh, <laughs> I, just, I didn't say that loud. Oh, I hate you both. The uh, but no, I agree. And and the the, the device is, the device is, is. It does work because Madeline didn't actually want expect them to steal it. They just she they were the she was just auditioning up. patsies, right? And not, yeah. and auditioning patsies. And number number two, we we are to believe that Red's credible. So if Red says this is the girl, it's the girl. Like Seven Eleven, no Seven Eleven. That's it. And she didn't want him anyway. She just wanted Patsy's, and so that's all fine, and that'll happen. So, uh, and that was cool. That's this is part of that whole sort of like you know House of Games, you know Sting, double cross grifting thing. But I do like Megan's. Like I did some grifting in my day. I'm a grifter. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I, I mean, when tough. when did you have time? You know what? If Lizzie, no, Lizzie's getting hotter. She's a, she's an FBI agent. She's a profiler and a grifter. Who knew? It's hot. Uh, so anyway, so we get to the actual the actual showdown. She puts on that beautiful dress mm-hmm. for the actual heist. Uh, we're all in. The whole team's in place, and Red shows up in the cool tuxedo. Right, looking well, tough. You know, I do want to say Tom actually made me laugh because oh. there, there was when she goes when he goes to zip her up, and he says he says you know you, you're going undercover. I could I could come out. I can come with you. I, I got a lot of great fake IDs. Oh yeah, that was pretty funny. I it thought was hey, funny. I uh, thought that was funny. But too. Julia, uh, like tell me, Julia, I, I again. No heat, no sparks, Zero. no sexuality. Zero. No, there was nothing happening there. I mean, Megan's, Megan Boone's, I'm sorry, Lizzie Keene is hot. She's in the dress. You know, Tom's a great looking guy. He's in the dress and he says, maybe we should do some undercover work of our own. And I'm like, Ugh. I mean, were I, you in I got nothing. Not, not a tingle, not okay. a twinge. <laughs> not a twi- <laughs> nothing. I was like, there's no heat. <laughs> Heat index was zero on that. Like I don't these this, this uh, is the most unlikely couple. Uh, I I hate them. All right. <laughs> I hate them both. Please just just divorce. So you're telling me if in the next episode the ground opened up randomly swallowed Tommy you'd be like, "Oh darn." Yes. I could be okay with it. I do like you're saying I, I, it could be, I, I'm yeah. totally proud of you. I do like your winning. This and you know, frankly, uh Ryan Engel again, not no no disrespect to you. No, super cute. No, just hate no, Tom. And no, and Love Ryan. Tom hate King Tom. Is, is bugging the crap on me. And uh and the Tom Lizzie thing is bugging me. But uh yeah, I just you know, I want some there's no chemistry. Want no some heat. heat. Yeah, no. You know, you want something to fight for. Although next week it looks like Tom may have some heat. Well, that's Jolene. something to fight for. Yeah, yeah. now that looks like some heat. Well, something something going on. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Me too. Maybe even though she, even though she's a six. <laughs> I think it's a good call. <laughs> I think it's a good call. I think that's legit. You could have you could have cast a ridiculous bombshell and it would have looked silly. And but but she's I she's Jolene a six seven, hot. and I think it works. Oh, don't, oh, don't, bump her up to yeah, a seven. Don't try to bump her up to a seven. I said six be to seven. That's week. what I said. Uh, She'll be a fourteen by the end of the thing. <laughs> I I, 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 li- I like I like Jolene already. I think she's more than a six. But that's that's we digress as usual. So so we have the so we have the heist. Uh, uh, you know, Red shows up in a very sweet, touching moment when he says, "You know, I will not let anything happen to yes. you." And those are great moments. Those See, are great I don't moments have any backup. You got me. Yes, those are great Spader moments that we that we know and love. I mean, you know. So um, again, to so once we get to the actual centerpiece, the actual the whole set piece of the uh, well, the first cool thing is they have to steal the the badge, which I thought was kind of a cool scene. Or no? Yes. They, yeah. Well, the brush brush pass comes before, but yeah, absolutely, yeah. that was neat. Yeah, the women saw the brush the brush pass. You know. Um, you getting the badge? Yeah, El Brush Pass, as they say in the business. Yeah. yeah, or as they say in the business, yeah, the Brush Pass. So that was cool to see the team working together as that. Yep. I mean, you know, any nothing on that, Joe? Uh, you know, it's a smooth operation. All right. It's also hinting a little bit more at her criminal past of how uh, how how easy it is for her just to like a little bump and oh, steal a patch patunk. and then bump again. Patunk. Right. He that's, never was the wiser. I didn't even know. That's the she's sound. That good of a grifter. Patunk. That's the sound right there. Patoon. That's that's the sound of a brush pass. I don't makes. think I want to hear that sound anymore. I'm gonna do it again. <laughs> don't. Right. So we did. So we so we get to the uh... patoon. Check your earring. It's gone. <laughs> Sorry. So we get to we get to we get to the actual party. We see that to to everyone's surprise. Uh, you know, we know that Madeline's there and Red is there. And they both seem very surprised, but they both are actually not surprised at all. Yeah. Right. And so. Um, and so Lizzie goes off to do her thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, Red distracts Madeline, and what happens? And the alarm sounds, <laughs> and uh, and Red realizes that that this was all a hoax. 
you know? Right. And she, uh, Madeline Pratt, gets uh, gets taken away to the safe house, which we learn is where she wanted to be the entire time because that's where the effigy is. Right. And now she takes this moment with all the uh, all the commotion to point out that there's Red right. as, as the patsy of this whole thing. Right. There's Red. It's his fault. Follow him. Swipe, swipe. Yeah. Run, run. Sell it to the Russians. No, you guys are like you guys don't think that, that's cool. I do like I like I like all this sort of double cross. No, you know, I do. No, I like that. I like all this. Stuff. I didn't see it coming. Misdirection, and, that, and then so you think I this, and you think that. that. I didn't feel like there was any. Uh, and maybe it's the way they shot it, or maybe it's because we've gotten used to Red being you know the smartest guy in the room, and and and, and you know he's always got a plan. But I didn't feel any sense of danger. I didn't feel any true sense of imminent danger, and and that's maybe you know that that's maybe what I felt was missing from the episode. I didn't feel like when they were in the Syrian embassy, I, I didn't really feel like they were in any real danger I, right. at any point. Even when he, she's captured and Red comes in and does the whole the whole um, the whole uh, the whole the whole pantomime to get the you know he's like oh I'm I'm yelling about this whole thing and then he knocks the guy. I never what, felt. What does he do? <laughs> <laughs> you know, he comes know, in there he comes and, he, in and he, I, he's the gay guy. Right, and I never felt like there was any. I never felt any sense of danger. I never felt like there was in the high state. The stakes were very high. So, are you is, are you are you saying this as a criticism of the episode? Or well, as, I think as, that's why, as, as the embassy as a set piece. Or are you just saying like? I, oh, I think that I think overall the tone wasn't particularly didn't feel dangerous. The pacing didn't feel dangerous. Right, and and the the the, the Syrians frankly didn't feel dangerous. Right, so I think that 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 kind of let lessen that. I think that's why people are responding kind of negatively to the episode because yeah. the stakes didn't feel high enough. Well, it's it's like there there was a certain tone. I mean, to me, like again, there was a certain kind of fun, upbeat tone to this episode, which didn't necessarily match what were the stakes, right? Yeah, so I think that we're feeling this like, oh, this he's tangoing with Madeline, and then there's this and that, and there's all this stuff going on. But the stakes were really high, but we don't really sense that. That's, it felt kind of like a, like a '60s James Bond movie. Like you know, everything's all about uh, you know, it was all about swagger and style, but not so much about about real uh, danger. It didn't right. feel that dangerous. But I think that was a style that feels feels to me like that was a stylistic choice. I feel no, like I think that so. this episode was specifically meant to be a certain type of episode. I think it was an attempt, you know, I'll say for the hundredth time, an attempt to do something different. To, 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 no, do something like The Sting or something like one of these grifter movies. So I think that the tone was, you know, sort of fast-paced, you know, misdirection, you know, you never know who to trust sort of thing, and it's a double-cross, and never double-cross, and it's a twist. I think that, like, that was sort of the tone of the episode, but it does not match with the dread and or danger that you may feel in any given situation. I do. That's a good point. Yeah. And, and the other, you know, one thing I do want to point out that I liked, um, uh, you know, when Red is dancing with Madeline, he, he's trying to give her a way out. My plane's 15 minutes away. Let's just go. Yeah. Let's just go. We'll get this done. We'll so, get out so of here. So you think in that moment or in general that, that Red, and this is a question for both of you, I mean, you know, do you think that Red has some genuine affection for Madeline and he genuinely cared about her? Was he really, like, trying to help her out because he knew, or was he, was he still sort of manipulating the situation, trying to get her out of there because he knew that she's here, there to steal something? What, I think what was in that, that moment... Um, I think it was a genuine infection thing. You know, I think I think he really has real feelings towards this woman. I mean, it, it, she she revealed when I mean, she's obviously heartbroken yeah. over the whole Florence thing. Right. Never showed in Florence. And that's sort of her her. Um, yeah, she brought that up like four times. Yeah. She keeps on saying it. And maybe that's what that's probably why she picked red in the first place yeah. is a little right. revenge action over there. Always, this is my, my weekly question. You know, this is, this is part of the show where I ask the same question. Did they do it like at the beginning of the show when he took her up to at the hotel when he's like, let's take, let's, do, let's take this up to your room? I think so. I think they did it. Yeah, I mean, it's I not, think yeah. so. I mean, well, I, I would think so. All right. Okay. Sorry. And you I'm know what? <laughs> Something she said when she was asking. I just about like to know Florence. people did it. <laughs> do, 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 do you think they did it? Did they do it? Did they do it? All right. Go ahead. They totally did it. All right. Thanks. Go ahead. Um. Uh, when she's talking about Florence, she says this was this was our our ticket out. So I think that she envisioned an entire future with Red, um, you know, rolling around in their mountains of cash, some right. in some you know right. remote islands, appreciating beautiful art and the Florentine lifestyle. Exactly, right. and just getting out of this completely. And when he left her high and dry, well, then he's gonna pay. Right. Okay. Fair enough. And then what she said. So, but I get- think his affection still remains. Right. For both of them. So we get the we get so we get the double cross. We get everything happen. We get back to uh, yeah. And and by the way, they break out of the embassy, and apparently uh, we never we never see that. We never see them break out. We never see them get out through the the crackerjack Syrian security. This is one of those. That, that's one of those. You know, I mean, you know, that's what I'm saying. The stakes didn't feel very high. We're, we're suspending a lot of disbelief yes. here because yeah, because you know we we got getting in. and We got all this talk about this is you're off. You know, you're you're on foreign territory. This is this is really dangerous. This is bad. And Lizzie was tied up, and you know Red did go in, but then next. 
next thing we see is we cut to Lizzie's back at headquarters. Right. And I think that it's like, like, she's like, that was weird. Right. <laughs> Remember what happened? <laughs> yeah. When we broke out and we killed all those guys. That was amazing. Anyway. <laughs> like, right? that time. You know? <laughs> then you stole the jet and we flew over to New York. It was yeah. awesome. Oh, yeah. But, you know, what I think, I, I feel like they kind of they kind of did this to themselves in a lot of ways because they had such an amazing last two episodes before the break, and it was gritty, and there was high stakes everywhere, and people were getting killed, and, you know, we had a lot, lot going on. And then when you kind of bring it, you bring it back to a slower place. I think I understand because you can't right. run on that high octane forever. It'll no. burn everybody out. But uh, but this is going to be the natural letdown. I, think. I, I still I still I still maintain that uh, this is uh, was was I enjoyed this episode, so I'm just going to maintain that. But I will say that uh, I was, uh, was talking to some staff writers, and this is what people will say before. And people people often talk about showrunners and staff writers always talk about they love they prefer, everyone prefers doing 13 over 22. Like 22 episodes yeah, of story a is a lot of story. The network requires 22, but sometimes they'll let you 13. But you know, thir- sometimes they'll let you 15 or 18. But 22 is a lot, right? So, uh, and what they say is, you know, uh, yeah, when you do 22, you'll often notice that five of them suck. Yeah, you, you know? got to dilute the story so much. <laughs> so you know, or five five of them usually probably suck. And I'm not saying this is one of the ones that sucked, but anyway, so good. So we get back to headquarters. We see, you know, uh, uh, you know, Harold's very suspicious of Red, but Red has a plan. Julia, what is this? What what, what is what, what takes place next? Oh, why do you keep on calling well, on me like I don't like, know? Like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm well, talking. Uh, no, but no, I, I, I know all about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you should because we do a show called The Blacklist. <laughs> Julia, uh, <laughs> please. Well, Red, Joe, and Joe runs into... Why do you keep calling on me? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Julia, continue. He, uh, he runs into Madeline on the street, and uh, they get tased. Right. Well, well. First, we find out about first we find out about the uh, the, the CIA raid from 1983, and we find out oh, that am I the wrong? Uh, was that I wrong? The, was the, my answer wrong? No, you were put under pressure. It's his fault. Not uh, yours. I'll, I'll, I'll go to Joe. Joe. Well, we got we, we find out that the crewman six that that we're, we're trying pet. to find uh, that the, you know that is supposed to be hidden in the uh, the effigy. Right. We find out that that's not actually spies. Those are nuclear bombs. We exactly. find that out. Uh, and, and there According was a 1983 CIA raid that was that was sent over to this guy's uh, dad's compound and. Right. This kid at seven years old was given the effigy and told to protect it, and uh, and so uh, you know he, he said there was nothing in it, or he never opened it, maybe, but he saw his dad, saw put, his something dad put something in. it. So um, so we know it's very important, whatever it is, right? So that so that's what we find out that the effigy. Now we raise the stakes. So the effigy actually has nuclear bomb uh, coordinates. So now it's a big big deal. So we got these suitcase nuclear bombs that have a two thousand foot blast radius, and there's going to be fallout. The RA one fifteen suitcase nukes. Uh, that that the the Russians oh, yes oh, yeah, he's got got specs yeah. and you know I'm saying I'm Woo. not playing so uh, that the, that the uh, that the Russians stashed all over the country <laughs> in the 60s so um so that's what we find out is in the actual effigy um so then then when we then when we so now we've raised the stakes so now we've got oh this is serious now Red and, and then Red and and and, and uh, Madeline meet on the street and Madeline is still pissed about Florence yes. and then they're captured they're captured which was which is a cool moment this is back to my you know double crossing grifter house of games heist moment where the, this is another you know sort of a, a double crossed uh, you know twisty set piece so they're taken to this location mm-hmm. and uh, and Red. Goes into one of his his red or James Spader wonderful soliloquies or wonderful James Spader monologue where he sucks you all the way in and you know dude broke my heart like, it was good huh it He's, was good Spader can in the middle of this episode in the middle of this questionable episode that a lot of things were happening and you know Megan's a grifter and Tom's you know doing his thing and you know, and Harold's yelling like in the middle of this James does a beautiful piece of acting as he always does let which me, is why the show's so freaking good let me say this. Um, uh, beautifully staged and shot. I thought yes. mm-hmm. his face was. I I literally wrote down beautiful. Like his his the way that they lit him was right. gorgeous. Yeah, you know half and half not. And and the, it, everything was on his face. The stillness. Yep. It was yep. beautifully done. I really enjoyed it. Four to what do you, what do you say? So he ran out of gas four or five miles uh, from home. Uh, his wife and daughter. All he can think about is his wife and daughter at home. She's playing the daughter playing the piano. He's got a car full of gifts. He's ruining Christmas and how how uh, he's thinking that how how they're going to laugh about this for years to come. How dad ruined Christmas. And he gets home, and all I can see is the blood. All I saw is their blood. I can still smell the nape of her neck, feel her tiny fingers. As a dad, that grabbed you, didn't I, it? No, it broke my heart. It really did. I was really, I was really into that scene. I don't know. I mean, Jules, did, 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 how did you feel? I'm not a dad, and I was still feeling it. Yeah. Um, it also solidified the um, the emotional connection between the two of them. Sure. 
um, which has been sort of, you know, fun and loose and fancy free. But this made it extremely credible that yeah. they have like very, very solid and and serious past, the two of them. And it was kind of, it was a bit of a one-up, one-up, one-upsmanship, one-upper moment by a, by a Red because she's like, what about Florence? What about Florence? He's like, let me tell you why I wasn't in Florence. My whole family got killed. She's like, oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's, I guess you win the argument. So that was, that was kind of a bummer. But let me get to the, uh, the the real question here: is do we believe him, Julia? I I mean I do. I was we know that his his family is well. We don't know for sure. We know his daughter's dead. No, we don't know for sure. We know something happened to the family, and we know in a way that we, he had to blow up the house in which he raised his child or children. We do know that. Yes. So I mean. Shit went down. Yes. Um, so this was, I, I'm choosing to believe it because it was just so good. Sure. <laughs> the speech was just so good and it made so much sense. Um, as to, it was nice to have a, a delving look into this man finally and this character and why he is who he is. So I am choosing to believe it. Good. Flippo? I believe it too. And I just want to go on the record as having said, I knew it was a setup. I knew it was oh, a setup from oh, Morgan. I just want to let y'all know. You people, Mr. I see into the future. I know I'm everything. Just, Teacher's pet. Let I'm me just pull letting y'all know. Right. Listen, if I was in the presence of genius, I'd want to know too. So all I'm right. just letting y'all know. I'm, we're on notice. In the presence of genius. Thank you. That's all I'm saying. When he came out in the suit, what not surprising to me. That's all okay. I'm saying. Right. Okay. I was, like, I was surprised. I was surprised. Were you? Yeah. Like Red was going to let himself get captured in the street. Please. All right. Okay. Come on. All right. Well, I, I, he I, said with disdain. Well, the Syrians had already been had such shoddy security. Yeah, work right. By the Syrians, own, uh, so we've already proven. Own embassy. Right. right. You can't. You, they can't even keep people in their own building. <laughs> they were much scarier. In a, what happened? Where did he go? I don't know. It's crazy. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> With my they, terrible Syrian accent. Please don't, that just don't ever do it again. No? I don't know what that accent is. It was, it was generic, awful Middle Eastern. But that's where Syria technically is. Sure, sure. So, and I've, having never in met a Syrian, Middle I would imagine. East. That's, Wait, where is Syria? Generic in Middle East. Generic Middle East. Jules, you did say uh, uh, they were lots more scary in Back to the Future. Yes, I did. Which I wanted, that was a good line. <laughs> I want to make sure that we heard that. <laughs> I want Joe like stepping on that with all of his bad accents and, 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 and preening and <laughs> showing better. off. That's much better. <laughs> anyway, so uh, thanks, Brad. Hey, here we go. I got you, I got you covered. I'm looking, uh, I'm looking out better. for you. Um, so yeah, so so it was a setup. I, I do, be, I do, be, I do believe every word of of, of that. I, I do believe that was all true. I mean, the specificity of that, the you know him, you know, in that moment, you know, he made me believe him, and I don't think that you know to walk through. Those exact moments, the smell, the look, the thoughts. And when you walk through something point by point by point, you know, I mean, obviously that, that's what makes you believe something, but we know something happened. I think that like, it just makes, says more to me about Red's ability to be able to use and pull from all these different things to be able to, to get what he wants. And, and furthermore, it also further solidifies for me his affection for Madeline. I mean, he needed to get what he needed to get, but. They had a gen- genuine rift in Florence. Like, she genuinely was like, what happened? So he owed her an explanation. He gave her the explanation. Yeah. But in the process, he also used her to get to his information he needed. But I think it was sort of a two-four for him. You know, I think well, he was able to, you know, connect with her and also use her. Well, you know, if, if, if you set something like that up, right, then there's a bunch of different ways you can go about doing it. You could you, you could be nasty to her. Or you could uh, you could torture her. Or you could abuse her. But he didn't do that, obviously. Well, right. he, meant, he meant her no harm. I, yeah, never, I think you're right. And then he, at the end, he doesn't give her up. Her. He doesn't give her to the, 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 the feds. He, no. You know, he lets her get away. Of course. With a $40 so, million dollar painting. Yes, it was a trade. And, you know, the, that speech that was very... Painting. Yeah, it really is kind of yeah. creepy. That, that speech was reminiscent of uh, the speech he gave to Wrestler when Wrestler was, was quasi-dying in the box. Uh-huh. Um, you know, talking about all the places he's seen and, and the reflections that he yeah. that meant so much to him. And, Beautiful. You know, when he talks like that, he's speaking... From truth, he's. Speaking, I think so. Yeah, you so, like to believe. You're, uh, you I see, believe it. <laughs> you say as a person who's seduced by red. I am I'm very seduced by red. Me too. Me too. I, 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 you know I, who I'm not seduced by? Tom. Tom. I got it. Well, so, we didn't. You know, one thing we didn't talk about is is our boy Tom has decided to bone out to Florida without Lizzie. Remember, they had planned a little. They planned a little vacation. Oh, he's gonna bone out in Florida. Right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh. 
There's a lot of. And, and I think what was the deal? Lizzie, on, yes, Lizzie was in the elevator with uh, with uh, with wrestler. Yeah. And uh, and and Tom? your your Tom. Hey, you know. Jesus. And he's like, you know, I, I was so glad when he did it. I was like, I was, you go, Tom. Yeah. Instead of you go, girl. Yeah. I said, you go, Tom. It's your damn drink. You go, girl. That's what's screwing me you're, up. You're supposed to start with girl. Girl. Tom. So so anyway, I was I was like, good. Get out. Right. You know. Well, you know. Here's a, I'm stand. leaving tonight. Take a stand, Tom. I mean, the very second. I mean, was there any doubt? in anyone's mind the very second Tom said you know we should I'm going to Orlando we sh- you should come out with me and when Lizzie goes I'd love that was there any doubt no yeah. no question she was not going to make it sure. <laughs> you know what I said? do I, you I, think he believed it I mean well, of course he did in the moment oh, but did like, you I did but like I don't think anyone watching that show or knows anything about the blacklist or anything thought for one second she's like I'd love to go to Orlando and spend some time with you we're like eh that's you know, anytime they plan something, I yell at the, yell at the TV to say, buy travel insurance, Tom. <laughs> Pay the extra 15 bucks. Get the travel insurance because she ain't going. She ain't going. You know she ain't going. And well, so, you know there's a part of him that knows Jolene is going to be there. So maybe it was an empty invitation knowing that she was gonna, sure. going to uh, to 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 back out like yeah. she always does. Well, that's why he had the, he had it locked and loaded. We're like, I'm going tonight. Jolene, Jolene's landing right now. I got to go. You know, so I don't know. Mm, I, I so he did he his due diligence by oh. inviting her, knowing that she would she wouldn't follow through. Okay, maybe. Okay, maybe makes well, him look like a good husband. So, so that that, that brings us to the elevator with with wrestler and, and and Lizzie, and I just bring that. I only brought up the, the the fact that I didn't believe for one second none of us did that she was going to make on that trip. To say it kind of lowered the stakes in that elevator conversation when she's like, "Tom, guess what?" And you know she's upset. I think that was actually well, really, very well acted seen by Megan Boone. Cause she was genuinely like, you know, I but hate then this she job. says, "I hate this job." I was like, "Really? Then quit." Well, you don't hate it. She, but she's got a higher calling, yeah. But, but you know, who's there to pick up the pieces? Who's there? Mm-hmm. Like wrestler, wrestler, mm-hmm. wrestler. And he's like giving. He's he's got his charm. There's some heat there. I'm liking wrestler a little yeah. bit more these days. He, 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 he's, you know, he's you know, building up in my esteem. Well, you want me to kick his ass? Want me to rough him up? Yeah. Want me to rough him up a little bit for you? Yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah, wrestler, I do. <laughs> Please. <laughs> So that was that was nice, and that was a nice little moment. I, I kind of like that, and that's you know also who doesn't know for a fact that wrestler and Lizzie are gonna be together sometime. I, call, oh, I think I yeah. called that in episode four, but you if know, not before, the, the worst case that's the, the worst easiest prediction in the world. But anyway, so there's that that happened. Um, we do see the resolution. We see the resolution with we 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 see that as we talked about in the beginning. Red has the has the effigy. You know, he let Madeline get away. Uh, the double cross was had. He gives, he trades uh, the the codes to Harold, and and all is well. Every, every everybody is sort of gets what they right. want, and it all seems well in Denmark. Uh, but the I will go back to that weird moment. I mean, I, I mentioned a few shows ago how we've we've created this world now where Red has something on everybody. Like you know, like he really has. He has a task force, like the entire task force in the, in the palm of his hand. And the only the only person he didn't have anyone thing on, he killed. You know, uh, um, oh, what's her name? The, the, the one he killed last episode, Diane. Diane. So, but the we, he had something on her too, obviously, and she was the mole, and he killed her. So uh, there was that one moment where he walks into uh, Harold's office and he goes, "How are they? You know, the kids and the." And it was that was that was, kind of, that was kind of a chilling moment a for me. Sinister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something about like, "How's your family?" Yeah, <laughs> like that's that, that was a little. That was a little I know where you live. Exactly. Yes. Uh, not 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 your wife. The kids. I know something really. There's something sinister about that. So cut to the end. Everything seems well. We do have this moment where Harold wants to know more. He has this vendetta against Reddy. He makes it very clear to um to a you know um, Malik to Malik Mira Malik to Mira Malik. He wants to keep an eye on Reddington and as if she's has she's, access to him though but I don't know. Well, she she was there because of Diane, right? Mm-hmm. She Diane is the one who put Mira on this task force. But she was clear immediately. And, remember? You're cleared. Uh, yeah, you're oh, cleared. Yeah. And, and do keep in mind that, that that she's the one who gives up Diane. Yeah, so she knows she's right. in a she's in a tough spot because she knows what Red has done. Yes. And now Red has something on her. Right. And now she's being uh, tasked by uh, by Harold to uh, to look into this. Right. Well, that means nothing because at the end of the Special episode, Special Agent Walter Gary Martin from the DC Bureau, Bureau, the DC Bureau. You need to stop. Yes. It was very... Uh, he felt like old school Jagger Hoover FBI. It, he did. <laughs> Didn't he? Yeah. He also felt, ah, like, ah, he also felt a little bit like... Uh, speaking of Mammoth, he also felt a little bit like Alec Baldwin and uh, Glenn Gary and Glenn Ross with his references to, to downtown to Mitch and Murray. Like, I'll take this to the Bureau. This is the Bureau. DC Bureau. It reminded me of when Alex, Alec Baldwin was like, 
I'm from Mitch and Murray. I'm from downtown. I'm yeah. the shit. You know, that's kind of right. like how he rolled. It was My funny. watch is worth more than you make in yes. a year. <laughs> he he kind of rolled in there with the swag of like, is that what Gary Martin just said to <laughs> Gary, Gary, he rolled in there with the swag of like, that's yeah, a nice office. She guys doing a good job here. You know, everything you're doing is great. But here's, here's the thing. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> like, this investigation is done. I'm from downtown. I'm from the DC Bureau. The Diane Fowler disappearance needs to be handled carefully. Right. So, what, what are we? What are our thoughts on this guy? Is this guy on the up and up? Is he? Is he working for Alan Alda? Is this a thing? Is is, there, is is it just DC putting a lid on stuff? Well, is let, it? What, what's let, happening? Let me here? answer your question with a question. Yes. I'm not sure how the FBI works, as I've never been a member of the FBI. Sure. And they won't return my calls. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> but um, here's what I don't understand. I thought there would probably be paperwork. That people would probably make phone calls, and there would be a chain of command. I don't, I don't, I didn't, I didn't know that someone would just come into your office and say, "Hey, here's who I am," and you're going to shut this thing down. All right, but but they, he, he knew. I mean, they, 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 he. Well, he said level, level four protocol thing. Stop. I don't know, but right. I mean, like. Yeah, is that but how that's it works? when you're operating on the up and up. They're obviously not operating on the up and up. They're doing well, something a little. Yeah, yeah okay. But are you, su- are you suggesting yeah. that he yeah. just walked into the secure, you know, FBI headquarters and was like, "Hey, I'm I'm, I'm who I no, say." No, no, no. But I'm saying obviously he uh, knew who the guy was. Okay, well let me let me let me let me toss out an idea. What if you know we got Alan Alda's little cadre of guys? Uh, you know, what if what if we've got two separate? You know, kind of I don't want to say rogue. That's not what I mean, but two separate. Uh, chunks of the FBI that are kind of operating outside the chain of command, and it seems like that's kind of what we've got here. Well, this goes beyond the FBI, right? This is, I mean, this is, this is we're talking about the federal, you know, this is a federal, I mean, the FBI is basically the, the government's police force. Right. So, but whatever, who's, but there's got to be a chief of police, and that's the, you know, the director of the FBI, but then they have his boss, and these are, you know, our, our, our people who run our country, and that's who... Our who, elected officials. Our elected <laughs> officials. Your tax dollars at work. Of which Alan Alda is, is well, he's not, he's... He's, he's appointed. He's appointed, he's not elected, so... I don't know what I'm making. The point I'm making. The point I'm making is, it's, I think it's beyond the FBI, rogue, rogue divisions of the FBI. I think it goes higher than that. So You're probably right. That's all. That's all I'm saying. I think we agree. Um, so yeah, so that episode wrapped up, and it happened, and you know, I think we'll clearly see more of Malin Pratt, right? Or, or will we? I, mean, I, I hope I'd like so. To. I really like her. Yeah, I mean, and, and maybe, maybe you know, I, I, you know, maybe yeah, maybe they'll get they'll be, end up together, Madeline Red, in the end. That'd be nice. Let me let me ask you guys a question. Sure. We have that shot of Lizzie at the end there. Tom doesn't answer the phone, mm-hmm. and he's in Orlando. You know, we all know that everything good happens in Orlando. Um, but uh, we, we we have that shot of Lizzie at the end there with the doing the sleight of hand trick with the ultrasound picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what do we think? Why is that shot in the episode? What is what is her what what is she feeling in that? Well, she, well, she you know disappear, re- reappear, disappear, now you see it, reappear. Now you don't. That, I mean, is that what we're doing? I mean, I don't know. I I mean, I'm not saying what you, you're reading into that, but I will say that you know clearly she's struggling with the decision to to keep or not keep the kid. She's been struggling with the decision. She's made a decision. Red said you made the right decision. This is at this is at the center of the 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 uh, the turmoil between. Tom and Lizzie is, is is what's happening with this baby or what's not happening with this baby. And as she's sitting there, it's kind of like, you know, should, should I keep the baby? Should I not keep the baby? Should we keep the baby? Should I not keep the baby? And I've already made the decision. That's kind of what she's been, that, that's maybe what that symbolizes in that moment, in my mm. opinion. All right. What do I know? I'll take it. But I do know that uh, getting your boy wrestler swoops in, and there's a nice moment with, with him at oh, the end. Oh, yes, where he uh, he ditches his ex fiance Audrey, who, Audrey, who he's obviously mm. back on with, mm. to, uh, to be her. there yeah. and comfort. His his newfound friend. Lizzie. Let me comfort you with my pee. All right, relax. <laughs> <laughs> it's the family show. I don't know. Is it really? Is it? I don't know if it is. All right. <laughs> so we get some cool previews from next week, which look like obviously shit's about to go down. We're finally going to get into this, uh, which will, will probably be a multiple, multiple arc, uh, multiple multiple episode arc of the Jolene Lucy situation, and uh, and of course NBC promo department. All questions will be answered. The biggest blacklist ever. Or whatever. The war is coming. Like, the war is coming. Yeah, so, you know, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> they get me every time. I don't know. <laughs> God bless them. Uh, do we have... Um, well, I think that's it. That's I all we got. some uh, shout-outs if you want them. Yeah. Do my tunes and YouTube. Just a couple people. Yeah. I know Nando. Oh, well, it's the news and gossip. Let's hear that drop. Oh. She is paying attention. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, just checking. Uh, Julia. Is that the tickety-tickety noise? Yes. I'm not Nando. Uh, okay, so on iTunes, we have Twinkie330. That was nice. L- running to remake 
Bobby Car 88, Zombie Walker 17. Oh, Zombie Walker. And then uh, what do we got here on YouTube? We have uh, Bridget Shea, Wardstone, Terry Pitnick, Alex Tungate, Sasu123456789X1, and a whole bunch of others. Life is short, 214. Yeah, we got some good ones. Thanks, good. guys. Thank Taylor you for S. Listening. Oh, we love you too. Yeah, Taylor. We love you, Taylor. Uh, thanks for listening. Oh, and Shelly. Shelly. Always Shelly. A vanilla cupcake, which I already talked about. Yes. And uh, so thank you all for uh, listening and downloading us. And we're glad to be back. And uh, and we're glad to be black. I am at least. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. List? Durst? Uh oh. Well, let's jump into some predictions. And yeah. Oh. And now, you're after Buzz. Julia. Mm. Well, I predicted before that Tom was going to bone, uh, what's her name? Uh-huh. Uh, what's her name? Jolene. Jolene. Uh, Lucy. Yes. Um, so uh, that's going to happen, we see, or at mm-hmm. least they get pretty darn close. But um, I think, um, uh, what's his name? Red is uh, is now hot on the tail of Jolene. And I think that when he got the list of the people who said they were dead but really aren't, that's who he was looking for. It was for Lucy Brooks, 28 mm-hmm. years old. So, um, so that's happening. Got Not really it. a prediction, more of an observation. Okay, but that's going to happen. Got it, <laughs> Joe San. I think that um, maybe, uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm thinking maybe, uh, yeah, I think Tom and Liz are, are done. I mean, that just you know, it's just that, that's just a, a Walking Dead. It's just waiting to fall down. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that wrestler can't pick up the pieces right away because that's too trite. So we have to wait. They'll have to be somebody in between. That'll be season two. Hmm? Yeah, yeah, it'll be season two, right? What, what are you, you yeah. get? Yeah, you Is there a prediction in, in this? In this? <laughs> and no, not really. No. Okay. <laughs> Is there a prediction anywhere? Well, you know, I think that Red uh, knows that Tom's gonna bang what's her name, and he's yeah. going to find a way to show it to okay. to uh, to, Lizzie. to Lizzie. Well, of course, I think mean, that that that's going to be a given, and then that, that'll be the straw that broke the camel's back. Uh, but I will say that my prediction is uh, we, we will obviously get to see what Jolene's up to, what, what you know, why she's after Tom. But the, keep in mind, Red has been very, very vocal this entire time about Tom is not who he says he is. And I have no reason to not believe that. So, so I think that Tom's – we're finally going to get a Tom reveal. Because I still am on Tom's dirty. I'm still on that. So we're going to have to have that Tom reveal, whatever that is, where we'll find out Tom's true – you know, whoever Tom is will find out through Jolene or through whatever. And maybe they're in cahoots. Maybe that meeting is like, I don't know. Who knows? I, I don't know what I'm predicting. But I think, I think we'll, we'll find out more about Tom than we will about Lucy next episode. All right. That's All my right. prediction. Uh, well, thanks for joining us on the Blacklist After Buzz After Show. Julia, where can we find you? Uh, find me on Twitter and on Instagram at Julia Carely, J-U-L-I-A-C-E-A-R-L-E-Y. Uh, follow me, follow me, and also here uh, for a bevy of shows with yes, these gentlemen. a bunch of others. Joe? Uh, you can find me on the Twitters at Joe Flippo, J-O-E-F-L-I-P-O, and uh, my website is josephsanflippo.com. Yes. Mr. Braz, where can we find you, sir? On Twitter and Instagram at Joe K Braswell, I'm posting pictures. I posted some just of my hike this morning. Oh, did you? Oh, sounds all. delightful. I, I, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, thank you for joining us. We will see you next week for more Blacklist After Buzz After Show. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire After Buzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the After Buzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.